0: You are listening to the Money Making Marketing Podcast. We are your guides to making money with marketing. I'm Louis from The Mailman, and as ever, I'm joined by Jenny Huddleston from Avon Marketing and Isaac Jackson from Media. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at demystifying content marketing. Content marketing is a big minefield and it can be hard to navigate when there's so many different things you could be doing. So let's get started. What is content marketing?
1: So content marketing is all about using valuable content that you can put onto all of your different marketing channels, whether that's social media, video, in person, just providing content that gives your customers and potential customers a lot of value so this could be stuff that helps to increase your brand awareness can foster your relationships with leads and build trust with them so that they become customers It can help you to generate leads, it can help you to basically do everything that you need to do within your whole marketing funnel which we discussed a few episodes back. So content marketing will fit nicely into your awareness, consideration, decision and retention stages.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think with content marketing it's not Actually about being super salesy or kind of explicitly promoting your brand or your business um, I think when it comes to content marketing it's kind of about stimulating interest um, about your products or services and I think the best way uh, the best type of content marketing is the type that educates um, or entertains your customers because um, by doing this you kind of hook them in and they take an interest in what you're saying and then further down the line that's when you can sell to them uh, but it's, I think, with, with content marketing, it's about that hook. And like you said, Isaac, it's that awareness stage. It's brilliant for that.
0: Yeah, I, I, that key word there is value, isn't it? So value can come in, as you say, education. It can come in entertainment. And it's anything like to say that's engaging, that's going to attract the right audience who are interested in what you have to say, ultimately.
2: That's it, because I know, like, Personally, um, uh, some sort of content I push out uh, most weeks is like top tips and things like that. And although, yeah, technically I'm not um, selling to my customers, they're still getting valuable information. And then hopefully they will see me as kind of an authority in my industry and will see me as knowledgeable. So then when they do get to that stage of, okay, I need someone to help me with my social media marketing, they will come to me because over the past however many months, they have seen kind of educational content going out and they'll think, oh, OK, she knows what she's talking about, so we'll go to her.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's a, a bit of a stigma amongst business owners around giving away free content and <clears throat> educating your customers and, and giving that all away for free. But I, I think what people need to realize is, is by doing that, you are demonstrating your knowledge to them and showing them that you know what it's worth you paying me some money so you can get even more stuff from me that's it like it, it's such a vital thing for building up interest um especially in this digital age where anyone can go onto youtube and learn about anything they want to do you want that person to be you because if they come to you and learn from you you've built that trust and they're gonna eventually buy from you
2: that's it they see you as like reliable and hopefully they'll come back time and time again to kind of hear what you're saying. Um, and, you know, I think of... If you think of really big people like... I don't know, let's say like Joe Wicks. He's quite big at the moment. Um, and he's been doing lots of that. All down... Uh, throughout lockdown, he's been doing... Is it those um, like PE sessions in the morning? Yeah,
0: like it? on Zoom or on TV. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: it. And it's been attracting thousands or millions of people. Um, and then from the back, off the back of that, I bet he'll be getting tons of inquiries about his kind of fitness plans that you have to pay for. But it's that. People have liked him, started to like him, trust him and he's entertaining. So people just go back time and time again and he's probably more likely to get way more sales in the future from customers.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, someone once said to me, um, you've got to think of it like if this person's given all this away for free and this is so valuable, imagine how much I'd get if I paid them. It's like, yeah, it, it just, it creates even more value behind you. Because you're giving so much value away for free. And as Isaac said, because there is so much information available online, like you could find out anything online. So there's, there's very little point in really holding stuff back. Because if you're not telling them it, they're probably going to be finding out from someone else on YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook. And ultimately, they're going to be the person who they trust. And they're probably going to go to them instead of you. And, and when you think
1: about it, like who, who would you rather spend your money with someone who you don't really know if they actually know their their stuff or someone who, you know, knows their stuff because they've given you so much advice that has already worked that's, very yeah, true. that's it very they very give you point. kind
2: of little tips and hints don't they and yeah it's been working and i guess it's they hopefully will come to you for that next level um and and to progress more but yeah you're totally right it's it's trust and like brand awareness for me putting out um kind of free content and uh, things like that it just massively increases your brand awareness and you'll just be seen by way more people
1: so what um, what what types of content marketing are there? There's a huge amount. But what would you say are the kind of like the core types of content marketing?
2: Um so one one sort of type that I uh, deal with a lot is blogs. Um so I'm sure kind of most people know what blogs are. Um but for those who don't, um a lot of the time blogs it's something that you kind of put on your website, um you regularly update it. Um and a lot of the time it's kind of typically um something that someone puts on and it's kind of educational or gives like tips and hints and it's great for things like your SEO and then they're also brilliant for resharing on social media Um, so like for me I do my own blogs and it could be um, you know like why do you need someone to manage your social media marketing and it's got like five points and it kind of gives people an overview Um, and it's just a great way of kind of hooking people in it gives them information and like I said it's educational content um, so yeah that's kind of one type of blogs
1: I think blogs are kind of like your first step into copywriting and using copywriting to promote your business Have, having a blog that's regularly updated um, and with all of that copy it's brilliant for your SEO and getting that boosted up and you're providing easily digestible information to potential customers um, so what other types of copywriting would, would you say uh, is part of like content marketing
0: um, well I'd say that if you want to do something a bit longer than a blog, because I think blogs, they're quite like easy to read. They're not super long. They're too big to put as a post on like Facebook or LinkedIn. But if you want to have something that's a bit bigger and it's um, got different sections of different topics in it, then you're looking at white papers. And I guess oh, white no. papers are kind of like... The dreaded accum- white paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, white papers are kind of like accumulating blog topics, aren't they, I guess? Like you could say a white paper might have um, five reasons why you should outsource your SEO or whatever it might be. And then it would be like other top tips to do with a similar sort of topic all put into one place for someone to download, read whenever they need to. Um,
1: another another really easy digestible form of like copywriting and, and content marketing is email. So having like an email newsletter, um, that's, that's really powerful because what you can do with an email newsletter is every week you can share content you've made In different places, whether that's your blog, whether that's videos, photos, and you can also provide a lot of additional value on there as well. So if someone's subscribed to your newsletter, you could share a link to your blog and the video that's associated with that blog post. But then you can also provide some additional value in there as well and some extra little tips and... Just start building up onto, uh, onto all of these different types of content marketing and make something that works well for you.
2: Yeah, and I think with email, um, the key to email is you go straight into someone's inbox. So, you know, you've, you've kind of got their attention immediately. So it's a really good way to inform people, or sell and things like that. Um, and I know I worked with a, a client who would do newsletters every uh, week um, and they could track how much money they were making From that specific uh, email that went out and they were making something like 500 or 600 pounds per newsletter per email that went out Um, so it's definitely worth doing for sure
1: and the, the good thing about it is realistically you want to be releasing a blog post every single week that's that's kind of like your minimum point that's what you want to be achieving that also then means you've got one email going out every week because if people haven't caught the blog post you're sending that to their inbox and then they can check that blog post out. So like a a slight variation on white papers in a sense, it's it's an ebook is kind of in between a blog post and a white paper. It doesn't go as in depth as a, a white paper, but it tends to provide some more actionable stuff than you get with like a blog post. So a, a, an ebook is a really good way of condensing down like your blog posts and your white papers into uh, a short, maybe three, four page PDF that that really dives into a topic and gives people actionable results straight away. So that could be like, um, you can have a checklist that's kind of part of that PDF. Um, and if you're talking about, uh, this is how you can go about kind of optimizing your YouTube channel to get more views and to get more conversions. Um, you talk about all of that and then you have like a little checklist that people can follow every time they upload a video to YouTube that covers each of those points.
2: Yeah, and I guess it's, um, I guess with all these things, whether it's blogs, white papers, e-books, things like that, they all add kind of value. And I, I think a lot of them are educational. Um, and then like you said, I think you can subtly sell within them and have your call to actions and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just a way of getting a lot of information down and I think with ebooks I've kind of um, Like you said if it's in like a PDF format you download them and maybe in exchange You have to give your email address and you you kind of have some personal information And then again, that's probably that company trying to build their email lists and trying to remarket here So it's just a good way of getting potential new leads because you know they're interested in your content because they've downloaded an ebook or they've I don't know read a blog or something like that
1: and kind of moving on from the idea of ebooks you've got actual physical real books that people can go out and buy from a from a shop or download on audible and books are fantastic if you have a book out about your industry and you're the voice that's speaking about that topic that sets you up instantly as an industry leader especially if you get bestseller on that that's 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 the icing on the cake really there isn't it but i think the, the key thing to remember about actual books wait until you're a bit more established because if you're not that established as a name you're not going to get the sales and then you having a book is going to have the opposite effect and it's going to make you look kind of a bit foolish i think
0: no i, I agree i think ultimately all these things are like setting you as a person of authority or a key person of influence like and uh, being a, being an author and being able to say, "I have a book a best selling book in particular that 's like the ultimate level of authority i'd say like i mean we we, when we reference people who have written books like we talk about story brand all the time, like Donald Miller to us is like a very very author- authoritative authoritative figure um because he's written this best-selling book that's so valuable.
2: I guess. I guess books carry a bit of weight, don't they? Um, it's quite easy to maybe do your own blog or things like that. But yeah, something like that.
1: Um,
0: it's pretty impressive to have written a book, isn't it?
2: That's it. Makes yeah. you stand out.
1: I, I think like with, with the other stuff, you can kind of just jump into. But a book, you shouldn't you shouldn't go into it kind of like half-assed. You need you need to you need to know your stuff perfectly and already have that established level of trust to be able to successfully launch a book um i don't know a huge amount about like publishing books and that kind of thing so i can't i can't really talk much in depth about the details with that but yeah from from an outsider looking in it seems like you do need that that kind of
0: experience yeah the the experience behind you and the final part of copywriting when it comes to content marketing is case studies now case studies are a brilliant way that well it's basically social proof you're showing we've taken this customer they had this problem um this was our solution and this was a result basically and you're showing the actual work that you can do and how you can help someone
2: yeah i mean i i um found when i first started my business um the the big question i got asked was who have you worked with in the past um what experience have you got and people just want to see the results so if you do that in a form of a case study that you can send or have on your website or you know post on and share on social media um, your work is kind of speaking for itself um, so you know I guess for you Isaac you posting um, a case study about kind of a project you've done or video and people being able to see the start to finish project I mean, personally, if I saw that, it would just sell your service for itself. And I would think, OK, this guy knows what he's doing. The company he's been working with has got the results. So
1: why shouldn't I do it? And then the, the key thing to remember about case studies. OK, we've talked about this a lot. Problem, solution, result. Every case study, every good case study, you really start off by talking about the problem that that customer faced, the solution you provided them and the results they are now seeing. And each of those sections, you want to have that backed up with a quote from your customer to hammer that point home. So another type of content marketing is photography. So most people nowadays will have an Instagram account. And to be honest, the best posts on social media tend to have photos attached to them. Photo is such a really important way of getting your message across uh what, what's the saying um a, a photo is worth a thousand words or something like that, yeah, isn't it? it really does speak wonders about what you're doing and th- the types of photos you use can really vary from kind of behind the scenes stuff like for example with me it's like i post a lot of behind the scenes stuff from shoots that i'm on just to kind of show what it's like to work on set with me um Other types of photos you could do could be like photos of your products or photos of your services. Um, If you have a blog post, having a photo to a company that not only looks good on your website, but you can reuse that photo across your social media to help promote that post.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just I always encourage clients on the social media side of things, whenever they're doing a post, try and have some form of graphic photo or video attached, because. A lot of people are visual um, and just having something, an image to kind of highlight what you're saying. It just kind of helps people um, understand maybe the point you're trying to get across or it, it helps catch attention too. So if people are scrolling through LinkedIn um, and you've got a
1: very powerful image you've used, it'll just make people stop and then actually read what you've said. On, on YouTube, the, the most important part of the video is actually the thumbnail because that's the first thing people see. You you see the thumbnail, you read the headline text, then you click. So if the thumbnail isn't eye-catching and doesn't draw people in and tell people what the video is about, they're not going to read that headline, they're going to scroll right past. So you need to capture that attention instantly as they're scrolling through their feed. Then they'll read the headline, then they'll watch your video. You know, it's such an important thing for for capturing attention.
2: Can I just say, if anybody's you know, thinking about using photography or to get high quality stuff because there's so many people I've seen, um, especially on like social media, is they post like blurry imagery or stuff they've got clearly off the internet and it, it just looks horrific and it doesn't do anything for their brand.
1: Yeah, if, if you can hire a photographer to come around to your offices for a day or to follow you out on a job for a day and just capture photos, that that day of... of paying for that photography is is gonna keep paying for itself time and time again because you have that high quality photography and it's not just something crappy that you shot on your phone and you don't have any experience with photography you know that kind of photo is more reserved for like stories and that kind of thing
2: yeah and i think uh, i work with certain clients um so one of them is a home automation company and they do some amazing uh, projects across the country and they get Stunning photography of these projects, and it just means um, f- for social media, for the website, we've always got a backlog of photography and content that we can reshare, um, and it it just kind of sells the lifestyle and what they're doing through this f- stunning photography.
0: I think when it comes to case studies as well, photos are uh, a key, especially let's say um, someone is an interior designer or a kitchen designer, that sort of thing. Showing like before and after photos, that sort of thing can be so powerful. And nice, really good quality photos of amazing kitchens. Oh, I I just follow pages just because I love the look of nice kitchens and interiors and stuff. (laughs) It's so satisfying and nice to look at. Yeah.
2: If you think about them companies or I don't know, like certain influencers, basically they just sell a lifestyle and it makes people want it. And it's just a simple photo of them. I don't know, sat at a cafe somewhere in London or, get yeah, a certain kitchen, and people go, ooh, I want that. Mm. And it's just selling that lifestyle. So, yeah, you're totally right. Photography and photos can just be really powerful. So it's really important just to get that right.
1: And if you don't quite have the funds to invest in paying for a photographer's time, at least invest in yourself and pay for a course on how to do photography, whether that's, let's say you do, you sell your own products, how to do good product photography, invest in yourself and you're going to have a much better result with your photography.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just learning, you know, even little things like making sure certain things are in focus or making sure there's not someone study in the background, picking those like,
1: you know, little things. One of the worst things I see with photography is like exposure, like Either the image is overexposed and it's t- t- like way too bright or underexposed and it's really dark, um, like going going to those kind of extremes and not having it that perfect middle point focus that you want um, with the exposure, like you, you're just going to end up with mushy, grainy, horrible looking images that people aren't going to click on.
2: That's it. It just doesn't. I personally think if I see like a blurred image or something that doesn't look great, it may. It, I think it reflects that in the business or the brands. It makes me automatically think, uh, okay, this this business doesn't know what they're doing, and whether yeah. you know they could do something completely different, nothing to do with photography or any. But it just makes me think, uh, will their products be that quality or will they? Mm. It's it's silly really, but it that's what people think nowadays.
1: The the photos that you have as well, they need to match your brand. Let's say you've got quite a a bright, happy, um, energetic brand. The last thing you want to be doing is having dark, moody photos, you know, so like the the tone and the feel of your photography really needs to match what your brand's kind of message is.
2: So a really big one when it comes to kind of promoting and pushing your, your marketing is social media. Like social media it's blown up and it's kind of one of the biggest tools um, that any business can use to promote themselves.
1: Yeah I, th- I think um, socials kind of like the, the hub of your content marketing. yeah it's, it's where all of your content marketing needs to be going.
2: That's it and yeah whether it's blogs or you know posts and stuff you, you just have to be on social media nowadays and I think it, again it, it's kind of sad in a way, but if you're not on social media as a business, a lot of people will think, oh, kind of kind of, what's, what's up with that? Are you not that big? Are you, are you?
1: Especially small businesses, yeah. Yeah,
2: and you need to have that presence, and that's how you build trust and relationships with people. Um, and a lot of people actually do research on companies through social media now. Um, so, yeah, it's so important to have it. It's,
0: just a great, it's a great place to have your audience, isn't it? I mean, everyone is on social media. I think, what is it, like 3 billion people or something in the world are on Facebook? and instagram and all these different platforms so if you're not putting content out then you're not in front of your customers or your prospects however if 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 you have all these people who are on their phones then you need to be in front of them really don't you
2: yeah you're missing out on potentially a lot of customers um but yeah with, with social media i think there's in terms of content marketing and um, so you can kind of write content specifically for social media. So, you know, in the form of, like, uh, posts, things like that. Or also, like, on LinkedIn, um, you know, the things like articles that you can write. Um, so I think, you know, things that are specifically for social media and you write posts specifically for particular
1: platforms. Stuff like polls as well seem to perform really well on, on social. So, like asking asking your leads and your customers questions and giving them some options to choose from. I know, I know um, I've seen Louis doing that quite a bit on, on his LinkedIn.
0: Polls are great. It's any sort of engagement, isn't it? It's just getting people to interact. Because once people have inter- interacted in some way, even if it's just voting on a poll, they're more likely to then comment, they're more likely to message you. It's quite interesting.
2: The more people that interact with those polls, the more likely your poll or your post is going to be seen by others, so it's, it's really key. The more engagement you can get, the better your brand awareness. Um, and especially things on like, you know, like Instagram stories. Um, you can um, do polls on there or you can get kind of your followers to ask you questions and things. And basically people just like um, to have that interaction with the page. Um, and that's where you build relationships with social media so yeah if you can do like a Q&A on like Facebook live or on your Instagram stories um, where you get your, your followers to, to ask you questions then and there they kind of feel invested in you and again it's that whole thing of building trust and I think the other thing with social media is so you can write posts specifically for the platforms but as well social media is brilliant for like driving traffic back to your website and it's you can share other types of content marketing back onto the platform so a really good example of this is blogs so you write a blog you upload it onto your website and then you reshare that um, on social media so yeah you, you might write on LinkedIn um, if you want to learn kind of the five top tips um, for posting uh, on social media read my latest blog and then you you'd include a link to that, and it drives traffic back to your website, drives traffic back to your blog, um, and it's just more content. I think that's the biggest thing. People really struggle with content on social media and what to write. So kind of all the different types of content marketing we've previously talked about, like blogs, case studies, you can you can repost that and reshare it on other platforms and on social media.
0: It's basically like social media is like your promotion platform for all your other content marketing things as well, isn't it? So like, let's say you've written a white paper. If you just leave that like on your website or wherever it might be on like a download file, then no one's going to find it. of it. But if you put it on social media where you've got a strong following people who engage with you, people who may have bought from you before, then you can just put a post out saying we've released this new white paper, this new blog, whatever it might be. Um, And you're actually going to get that
1: traffic. And a a type of content that performs extremely well on social media is video. And there's so many different types of video that you can be doing. So whether you're posting onto your social, your website, onto YouTube, some of the best stuff that you can be creating are hero videos. So these types of videos tend to be like case studies, promotional films, commercials, short documentaries, that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, hero videos are such an important part of your, your kind of video marketing strategy. Um, then you've also got stories. So pretty much every app nowadays, for some reason, has decided to add stories. You've <laughs> got it on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's pretty much everywhere now.
0: No, I, um, I do think it will pick up on LinkedIn. It's quite quiet of a moment for stories. But I think ultimately stories are a very great way to, to just put small clips out and small bits of information. And you can put a story out to try and get people to go see your post. It's just like an extra little click through, isn't it?
1: I think the good thing about stories is it's very personal. Yeah, 100%. It's yourself or a member of staff or or people you work with and stuff that, that are putting that on there. And that's a really good way to get that kind of personality across from your business, which I think is really important because at the end of the day, people buy from people. If someone doesn't feel like they can relate to you, they're not necessarily going to purchase from you. So that's that's such an important thing. Um, alongside stories, you can you can jump into live video. So a lot of stories bits like have live built into them. So that's something you can do. Or you can go to the next level and have live like streaming going on on like your YouTube channel on Twitch and all of these different platforms. And with them again, it's all about that personal aspect. So if you go live, you can interact with your leads and your customers right then and there in real time. And they can ask you questions, you can answer them, and you can really start to provide a lot of granular advice and push that trust level even further with those people. And kind of following on from that, I guess it's kind of live, but webinars. Webinars are a really great way of doing that. But I find a, a lot of webinars tend to be a lot more focused into like a granular kind of thing. It's like a, a miniature course that's compacted into an hour with a little Q&A at the end uh, where live streams can, can kind of veer off and go in loads of different directions. So webinars are another really, really great thing.
2: Yeah, and I think webinars, it comes back to um, the type of content you're putting out. A lot of it will be educational. And um, so it's just a great way of getting um, kind of your knowledge out there and getting people to engage and interact and... I think, like you said, with video and things like that, it's becoming massive, um, especially on social media, and people engage kind of far more greatly with video versus just, uh, you know, a post on its own or or, um, an image. Um, So, yeah, kind of trying to take advantage of, you know, the stories, webinars, different things like that, will just really help to elevate your business and really help with brand awareness.
0: I think one of the things with webinars is that. Webinars are typically about an hour long, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, but you can get so much value into one hour and people very, are very happy to dedicate an hour into learning something. Webinars are very engaging, very easy to watch, really. It's not like you're having to like, read something. They are very, very good. And I think where one one thing that people or business owners do wrong is they think all the webinars have to be live, but... To be honest, the only webinars I actually watch are the ones that I'll have missed the time, even though it's just a recorded video. And I can just come back and watch it whenever I am. It's basically just an hour-long video. But you can literally just record it once and keep putting it out there forever and ever and ever. And you do the work once and, and it's so, so leverageable.
1: With video, you kind of have social strategy. You want in. Really to be using um, commercials or highlights of of some of your hero films as well as as advertisements, Um, post them organically, but then also run paid ads against them. Then you also want to be posting like educational content and that educational content works brilliantly on YouTube, brilliantly on your social. And one of the best ways to do that, repurpose content you've already got written. So if you've got a blog post on a topic, repurpose that into a video. And then you're, you're taking that one bit of content, pushing it across into many different mediums, and you're suddenly able to reach a larger audience than just from the blog post alone.
2: Yeah, plus I think by doing that, um, you're kind of reinforcing a particular message um, or, you know, something you want to promote. So I don't know, let's say one week you really want to do a big push on selling, I don't know, uh, like your consultancy side of your services or something if you did a video about that then turn that into a blog then did some posts on social media about it for the next couple of weeks people will be kind of fed that message and it'll kind of make people pay attention I think is it something like it takes people is it like seven times to see kind of a message or a brand or something to to actually pay attention to it
0: yeah to even like consider
2: that's it so just putting one post out saying, I don't know, yeah, um, if you're looking for social media consultancy, come to me, it's very unlikely they're going to do that. Whereas if you can, like you said, repurpose different sorts of content marketing in forms of blogs, videos, and push that out over kind of a longer period of time, you're more likely um, to kind of get them leads in and people are going to actually pick up on what you're saying in your message.
0: That's very true. If,
1: if we kind of look at the, the social media consultancy, for example, um, if... Let's say you were posting a educational video every single week that had an accompanying blog post that got emailed out to people. Um, That's amazing for generating the leads. Then they come through to your website. What they're going to do, have a little look at your services and see what services you actually provide. With those services, one of the best things you can have next to it is a case study film that dives deep into that specific service and how it's helped a customer similar to you with that problem. There we go. That's your kind of three main stages. All the, all in one short fell sweep of, of the awareness, the consideration and the decision. And that's using DIY regular videos that are educational that you put out using a a lead generator with your email system to capture them into it and then having that hero video in the decision stage which is the case study
2: i guess at each stage of um kind of the sales funnel that we've previously talked about there's always going to be some form of content marketing or there should be anyway um so yeah it's just a case of don't just do it do one type do lots of it whether it is social media blogs it's a case of i think i get sometimes frustrated with people when they think oh well just having a website that's gonna bring in all my customers or just doing social media or just writing blogs um, and actually no, it's about trying them all and doing them all consistently um, and it just means more people are likely to see you and, and like I said um, kind of engage and understand what you're selling and your brand messages and things like that.
0: The other thing is when it comes to this like using content in multiple formats um, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot he'll record let's say, a webinar, or it might just be him having a conversation with someone, but it'll be filmed. Then he'll use the audio of that as a podcast. He'll cut that into small videos and put them on YouTube, even smaller videos, put them on Instagram, turn them into infographics, turn them into stories. From one piece of content, he makes like 20 odd pieces of content, which you can spread out across different platforms, reach different people, send them on emails, make them see what you've got on Instagram and on YouTube. It's I think
1: Gary Vee kind of takes it to the next level, but like obviously, if you're a small business owner, that's very time-consuming. That's going to take up a huge amount of time trying to do that, taking that video, explaining up. He's got a team behind him doing that. So really, I, th- I think when you're kind of starting out, you want to focus on a few areas that are going to have the most impact, and as you scale and as you grow your business, you can start spanning out and having like your podcast and your videos and your blog and your email and all of this kind of thing.
2: Yeah. You know, creating a video. I mean, I found recently, I did not realize how long it took to record and edit a video. Like, Oh my God, I don't know how you do it. So the time it takes to do that, you might as well put a bit of extra time in to try and reuse that content in some other format. And make the most out of it because yeah, writing a blog it can take you a long time, or creating a video it can take you a long time. So just spending an extra x amount of time to to push it out more and trying to get the most out of it, it's, it's going to definitely be worth it.
0: Literally, I, I sit there for so long trying to make videos. I must, on average, I must take like twelve takes just to do like two sentences. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that that does get easier with time. Um, it really does. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's a, a good saying, which is, is, is content is king. But something that kind of gets missed out is, is that to be honest, strategy is the queen. You don't have a good king without the good queen. And you need that strategy behind all of your content marketing. If you're just posting a video here, doing a blog post there, sending an email over here, you know, and you don't have any kind of strategy behind it. And it's all just sporadic and all over the place that's that's going to lose you customers, not gain you customers. So make sure you get your strategy nailed and you figure out what content is going to help you to push that strategy forward.
2: Yeah, so I mean, create like a content calendar um, so you know exactly what type of content will be going out and when. Um, and you can just plan it. So as well, you can plan it around like different times. So if Christmas is a big period for you, pre-planned content that's going to be all around that and going to be pushed out on certain days and what type uh, type of content works best for different times and for different platforms for different people etc but you're totally right if you don't have kind of a content plan or any form of strategy you're just kind of gonna it's going to be kind of shots in the dark yeah you can't you won't really be able to successfully kind of measure it and see kind of what's working best
0: so just then one of the things we said that you could turn a video into is a podcast and i think podcasts overall are becoming a very very popular um, form of content marketing it's quite easy well a lot of people find it easy just to talk and record rather than actually be in front of a camera it's a weird thing but i really struggle being in front of a camera but when i'm just talking i don't find it quite as quite as hard
2: yeah and i think it's because you focus on yourself and everybody dislikes certain things about themselves but plus with like video you've got to think about like really good um you know the image has to be bob on and your background and you have to think about way more stuff whereas something like just talking it's kind of just your voice isn't it yeah i think with podcasts i think like you said they're getting way more popular and they're just something um i know i do i kind of put it in um, put podcasts on when I'm driving um, or when I'm doing work I'll have them as background so I'll kind of be listening away as I'm working or doing other tasks.
0: That's the key thing and it? it's it's pretty easy to to um what's the word absorb, yeah it's easy to absorb the information, yeah. you could be doing anything really like you say drive. Podcasts are quite a v- passive
1: yeah. Um Like, I, I listen to a podcast every time I have a shower. I listen to podcasts while I'm on my lunch break and I'm just playing some video games. I listen to it when I'm driving. It's just such an easy thing to pop on and just passively consume all of the knowledge that's been shared with you.
0: And I guess after podcasts come audiobooks, which are basically another thing which is similar to a book, etc. is a very authoritative figure. I just need to stop trying to use that word because I can't say it very well. But... It has a benefit of a podcast where it's very easy to absorb. You can listen to it when you're driving or wherever it might actually be.
2: Yeah, I mean, like me personally, um, I'm actually quite a slow reader, um, so you know, like when you reread a page about three times and it still doesn't seem to go in sometimes. Just whereas like an audiobook, it's just you listening, and like you said, you can put it in the background, so it's just easier to absorb that information.
1: I yeah, I, I definitely find it easier to I find it easier to like absorb knowledge through voice as opposed to through reading. Um, I, I do love reading, but um, I, I feel like I do have to reread a few times for that that to kind of like take hold.
2: And I think me personally, when I'm reading, if there's any sort of distractions, um, it just takes me twice as long. Um, so it's great when you're on holiday on the beach or something. I oh, love, love a book, but yeah, sat trying to find time in the day to sit and read a book with nothing else going on. It, it just rarely happens.
0: Same as me. The only books I have are books that I'll have listened to the audiobook and thought this book is actually incredible and I need it so that I can like make notes and like write stuff down. And because we have got like, um, what's the word, stuff that you need to be able to see like formulas and stuff like working out and very educational in-depth books.
1: Another type of content marketing which can actually earn you some money as well like directly is courses. So courses are, are fantastic, and I think every business should have a free course that they use as part of a lead generator. It's just such an important tool. You can really condense a lot of information down into a short amount of time that just provides so much value. So having like a free course, people give their email, they get onto your newsletter, they get access to the course. That's such a brilliant way to to, to generate those initial leads. And then with, with like the paid side of courses, you know... Um, A lot of people will pay for a course that they've just found on like Udemy or Skillshare. They will watch that course, really get used to to that person's teaching style and build that relationship with them over the couple of hours that they're potentially watching the course for. And that's going to keep you at the forefront of their minds for any future things they need, whether that is actually getting your services. So courses are really, really powerful as well. And The best types of courses are always video courses it's you never really see courses in other formats because they just don't really work that well you don't have that visual representation alongside uh, someone teaching you Um, and it feels more like you're actually in a room with someone if you're watching a video course
2: yeah i think in terms like a video course and i like to see kind of the person if that makes sense and like you said you can ...kind of get an idea of their teaching style, how they talk. And I think sometimes it's just kind of easier to understand things and um, bits like that. And for me, I've actually sometimes been quite sceptical about um, signing on to courses online... ...for, you know, X amount of money because you think, oh, what if that's it, you don't like the teaching style... ...or, I don't know, it's not quite the right content. So I think, like you said, Isaac, if you can do something for free to hook people in... People maybe get to un- uh, get to kind of know um, h- how you do it and what the course is all about, and yeah. then you can kind of if they're happy, then they can go the next level with something paid. That's personally how I'd prefer to do it.
1: Let's say part of your business model is you want to sell courses. If you if you try and sell courses without giving a free one, you're you're being stupid. You really need to have like that short free course that kind of teases people in and allows people to learn about your style and whether it fits with them because the way you teach is not going to work with everybody so you need to you need to make sure that you're giving people that chance to to trial it fit see if they fit you know yeah
2: and for me like you know even if it's a couple hundred pounds it's still a, a you know still money at the end of the day it can be a lot of money for people so for me spending I don't know 400 quid on a, an online course that I get no value out of it's just devastating and um, so for me i either prefer to go to them in person and actually know you know who's going to speak something we can't do at the moment or yeah you know I guess, I guess this goes back to other types of content marketing if i've seen how they talk on camera and the type of content they push out on social media or on the website it's more likely to encourage me to pay for one of their courses too.
1: So yeah, over the course of like talking about all of these different types of content marketing, you've, you've probably noticed we've mentioned a lot like repurpose, repurpose everything. Don't just produce something once and leave it there. Keep using it, put it into different formats and you, you're going to be setting yourself up for success because you, you, don't have to keep coming up with a ton of ideas constantly. You can just spread that out and, and give additional value in different ways. So whether that is like you create a blog post and then you have a YouTube video to accompany that blog post and then you create an audio podcast version so people can listen to it. And then it's just making sure that that content is accessible to people wherever they are. You know that's that's such an important thing with your content marketing. So don't just focus on one area. Um, like content marketing is a web of so many different areas. So focus on the multiple mediums and make them work together.
0: So to summarize, when it comes to content marketing, the main focus should be on providing lots of value in order to set yourself as a figure of authority and build those relationships with your customers and prospects. Ultimately, everything you're going to put going to be putting out, whether it's videos or podcasts or case studies it all needs to be shared across social media platforms when you can reach billions of people literally not saying you will but you can reach all of your audience and you're just going to drive more people to your website ultimately get more engagement build your brand awareness and bring in more revenue if you enjoyed this episode and would like to give us some feedback or if you have a question you'd like to ask us send us an email which you can find in the description of this episode Also, make sure to follow us on social media so that you never miss another episode. We are MMM Guides on Most Social Networks. Again, we will have links in the episode's description. We are Louis, Isaac, and Jenny, your guides to making money with marketing.